Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of She Never Shuts Up. I'm Emma. And I'm Sienna. And this week we are talking all about, as you can see from the title, um, financial tips and life with your finances as a young 20s person. We also have um, some awesome advice submitted from people um, discussing kind of things that they wish they knew when they were in their early 20s regarding finances. And I'm really excited to dive in. Um, Sienna, do you have any life updates you want to share? Well, last week we were talking about um, H. pylori, the bacteria that can be in your gut. And I do have it. (laughs) I've been on antibiotics all week. Um, And I have to take like three antibiotics every 12 hours for the next 14 days. So that's really fun. And you're saying you can't drink coffee either. Is that like because of your stomach or? Yeah, I just feel like it makes my stomach hurt. But I also think like usually when you're taking antibiotics, like they say not to eat like super spicy things or like drink coffee. And in the past, amoxicillin has like totally destroyed my stomach. So I'm just being super cautious this time. Yeah, it's not worth it. What do you do instead of coffee? Do you just like make something else? Or do you just, are you fine not needing it? Because that would be my problem. I would be like so dead if I didn't have it. I feel like I was starting to not really drink too much coffee. Like I just drink one in the morning usually. So I'll make my morning coffee, but I'll drink like two sips of it. And I'm like, I can't drink this. And then I tried this like coconut water orange drink that I saw on TikTok that's supposed to give you like natural energy. Um, but then I fell asleep an hour later. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. See, again, I don't feel like anything but coffee works for me, but it was probably still good for you, even though it didn't give you energy. That's true. And then I'm moving this weekend. That's also exciting, I guess. It's so exciting. Sienna's been selling all her furniture. And it's not working because of all the scammers. Honestly, oh my gosh. I helped Sienna sell a table and chairs. And I think I literally received like over 200 messages before I found someone that was even remotely interested that wasn't a scammer. Like people who straight up were like, can you pay me and then I'll pay you back? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Why would you think I would ever do that? They're like, is it in good condition? You're like, yes. And then they're like, okay, I'll sell you right now. Yeah. No. No, just please. Yeah. Help. I want to see your face actually show up and then we'll talk about it. But are you excited to move? I guess. I just think like, oh. so I'm just like going home to figure out my life. So I think it's like not very exciting just because there's no like exact plan for like where I'm going next. Or I think in the past, every time I've moved, I've been like, oh, okay, I'm moving to like this new apartment. So I can get like excited about yeah. it. But this time it's just kind of like, well, I don't know yet. I feel like it'd be nice to like go home for like a couple weeks and just figure out my life, but we'll see. Yeah. Then you don't have to feel stressed too of like the deadline of moving. You can just move your stuff. And then when you find a new place, then it's like, it's all on your discretion, which is kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. Well, I bought Jonas Brothers tickets. Um, I'm going to their Houston show in October and my friend FaceTimed me randomly and she was like, no one wants to go and get a good seat. Everyone wants to just sit in the nosebleeds. Like, will you spend way too much money on tickets with me? Because my friend has been to every single one of their concerts ever, literally ever. She's always gone to them, like even when they weren't super popular and like before they made their comeback. And she was like, I just want to sit like close to them, like at least lower bowl. 
right as I'm about to talk about financial advice, I spent $220, which to some people that's not that much for a ticket, but like, I like the Jonas brothers and they're like nostalgic to me, but I feel like I would have paid 220. I think the only other concert I have paid and would pay that much again was for John Mayer because like, I love him. He's awesome. Unless she hadn't convinced me to go, I would not have spent that kind of money, but I did the same, like, for my friend's birthday, like, spent, like, that much money or more on, like, <laughs> like a concert that I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. But I feel like it's just fun to, like, go with somebody that's excited about it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I know a lot of their music, so I feel like they'll be good. And they brought, like, random celebrities out um, to some of their shows so far. So maybe there'll be, like, a surprise guest appearance or something. I don't know. It'll be fun. But apparently it's four and a half hours long. So I guess I'm getting what I'm paying for. Maybe you'll see Priyanka. Yeah. I saw a TikTok of them walking down the street with their baby. And they're such a cute family. I was like, oh, they're so sweet. Obsessed. But with that, we wanted to kind of discuss, like I said at the beginning, some financial tips and just different things that we have learned Um, mistakes that we've made about our finances as young women in our 20s and as young professionals in the workforce. And I feel like this is something that I wish I could have heard a couple years ago and just want to have like more open discussions about because I feel like we don't have enough open discussions. And I feel like you could learn a lot from other people um, in this. So Sienna, did you want to talk about your financial tips? And we can dive in. My like number one tip would be making sure like you're saving money, but also saving money in like is like a high yield saving account if you can. Um, like having a 401k, having a Roth, which I think this also leads into what I would like I wish I would have done the past year because I was just saving money in like a savings account, but it like doesn't accrue. It doesn't really do anything for you in the long run. It just kind of sits there, which that's great to have for like rainy day savings or like emergency savings. Um, but I do need to start like saving for my future as well. And the savings just sitting in my bank account aren't really going to do that much for me in the long run. Um, so that would be my number one advice. Working for a company that doesn't set you up with a 401k, it's very confusing. Kind of trying to figure that out on your own, like how to set up a Roth, um, how to do those like retirement savings. So definitely like talking to somebody that maybe they have a Roth or um, financial advisor, a friend that works in finance would be really helpful. My other advice would be using a credit card. That's another thing that I didn't do until just recently because also like just spending money, paying bills from your debit card. Those are like big purchases where obviously too, it's like if you're paying your bills and you have enough money to pay your bills, then you're not going to be going into debt by paying your credit card. That's just like a benefit to get those points from credit cards. And then you can travel and do other things at a cheaper price. So you can still like enjoy your life while also like not spending as much money as you would without those points. And then my last tip, I would say like start before college or like any, like if you're going to be taking out loans for any kind of education, I would say like really paying attention to the interest rate of those loans and like fully understanding what they are, which I think is hard at like 17, 18. 
because you don't really like college is even just like an idea that you don't fully even like understand how that's going to work and like applying for college is like all you're thinking about and getting in but then it's like the money part is very important once you graduate and how much money your loans are going to be a month really affect your financial situation as well I mean I kind of admittedly only kind of knew what I was doing in terms of student loans and my parents definitely helped me but since the student loan pause has been lifted I've been looking at all of my interest rates and they were way higher than I thought they were and during the pandemic I didn't know that because I didn't see the you know I saw the interest rates when I first signed up for the loans then I didn't see them because during the pandemic on my loan account, they changed all the interest to zero to show that it wasn't accruing. And recently when I saw the changes, I was pretty shook by the interest rate. And I was like, why did I do this? I mean, I I don't regret it because it got me my education, but it is crazy that I didn't pay attention to the interest rate as much as I should have for sure. Yeah, it's definitely something you don't think about until it's affecting you. And for a lot of people that went to college during COVID, it was a weird, like, you didn't even really have to pay attention to it till after anyway. So it kind of gave you more time to be oblivious to the interest rate. And now I think it's hitting everybody like, (laughs) oh, no. But then the worst part, too, is now it's like interest rates are very high. So like refinancing isn't even really an option that's been the hard part is like graduating in December, 2020. I've been really thankful. I haven't had to pay back my loans since graduating because it's been on pause the whole time until now. So it's literally been almost three years of it paused, but it's catching up and it's catching up quick and it's scary. (laughs) My husband and I are always talking about how much more cash we would just have on hand if we didn't have loans (laughs) because it would just be so much easier to save for things like travel, but I'm thankful that we can even afford it because student loans are no joke. What are your tips, Emma? So my top three financial tips, um, and one of these, the first one was something that another person had mentioned um, in the Instagram question box that I'd asked for submissions and I just thought it was great and I didn't know it actually had a name, but it was sticking to a $0 budget And that basically means not having a budget for, you know, all of your expenses and then whatever's left over, just put into savings. It's actually knowing the amount that you want to save first on top of the month and then negotiating like how much extra free money that you have in the sense of like what you can spend on fun expenses. So for example, if I say, I make, and this is just obscure numbers, I make $4,000 a month and I want to put at least, you know, 700 of that into cash savings. I make a budget with savings as one of the categories and put that 700. And then I'm able to, um, after I also put my fixed expenses, like my rent, you know, car payment, et cetera, then I negotiate how much fun money I have, quote unquote, rather than negotiating that to savings and the end is zero dollars because you're putting savings as its own category and i feel like this makes me not feel guilty about purchases and also staying on track with my goals my second one was what sienna said of utilizing a credit card but being careful and having like a cautious attitude about it because you never ever ever 
and this is my number one financial tip to anyone, ever put something on your credit card that you cannot afford to pay in cash at that time. Unless the only situation I could think is, you know, you get in an accident, you're going to the hospital, you have medical bills that you need to put onto a credit card right away. But even that, sometimes um, you can say, I don't want to pay it right now if you're in the hospital in a situation and they can actually give you financial aid or discounts. That's a whole nother tangent. But I've seen so many people in our age range, you know, they have $100 in their checking account, but they decide to spend $200 on clothes that they don't need and have more of a pay it back later attitude. And I think that's just a really scary thing to be in unless again, it's for like an emergency life or death situation. Um, It's just healthier to know I could pay this off immediately. So then you're not stressed at the end of the month having like a huge credit card bill. I think that's super important. Like utilize a credit card to build your credit and to earn points like you said, Sienna, and like travel with those points and get cash back. Don't use it as like, I can buy whatever I want and don't have to worry about it. And then my last of my top three tips would be to keep emergency cash savings. I just feel like the markets are so unstable right now and you never know when you could be laid off or if you're like a freelancer, you could um, have a dry spell of work sort of thing. I would recommend keeping six months of expenses in cash in a high yield savings account because I've seen just too many times I've seen people unexpectedly lose really secure jobs and it's just so stressful having to find the next job and not giving themselves a buffer if possible. And I think the difficult thing about this, at least I've seen on TikTok, um, people talking about, well, what if you only have $1 at the end of the month and your paycheck is going to all your expenses? I think even if you save a dollar a month, a, you know, a dollar a week, whatever, it's better than zero. And if it's possible that you can save, just do it. I think too, it's just like what you said earlier, like saving first when you first get your paycheck, because it's easy to like, know like, oh, okay, like I'll put the remainder of my check into my pay, into my savings or whatever. But if you start with like 20%, 15%, 10% of your paycheck, whatever you can, it's not going to bills, going straight to your savings, then like you kind of have to budget the rest of your money for food, for groceries, for clothes that month. But at least you do have like a backup plan in your savings in case anything happens to your job or to you. Yeah, exactly. I think There have been times where I unfortunately had to dip into my savings for one reason or another, but if you are in a state of being privileged enough to have enough money coming in that you can have a savings goal that's as big as, you know, 20-30%, doing that first is just a relief, I feel like. Which also I think like keeping your savings as like separate and like actual savings is really important too. Because for me, like this year, I kind of just used my like debit card and then would like move money back and forth from my savings for my checks. Like I would put my checks into my savings and then move as much as I needed back into my checking. But then like I'm not really saving because if it's in my checking, like it will be spent. So then I'm not really paying attention to like, okay, a set amount goes to my savings and it stays there. So now like getting a credit card and stuff that way i can actively see how much am i spending a month on bills on groceries then that goes from my checking but then all of like 
before I get my check, I know how much is going straight into my savings first so that I'm not pulling out of my savings to get it, put it in my checking. Yeah, I feel like there's always more of a problem with finances, with finances, Jesus, I can't speak, if you're not paying attention. Like, I feel like that is when I start to like go down that slippery slope of not meeting my goals is not looking at the numbers that I'm actually spending every month. And it's a little bit tedious, but I've done this in months where and I'll get to the end of the month and I'm like, where did all my money go? Like I did put money in my savings, but I kind of wanted some extra cash at the end of the month. So there's a little bit of buffer in my checking. And so then the next month I'll actually record all of my purchases, like literally every day. And it's actually scary when you start to see, you know, how many times did I go out and buy a coffee and how many times did I do this? And those things aren't bad. And you don't, I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty about that. And I don't think, you know, stop buying Starbucks and you can buy a house next year. Like, I feel like that is very outdated philosophy, but it's good to reflect and be like, hey, I feel like I've been going and doing this a lot. Maybe I should cut back to two days a week of going out to eat instead of three or, you know, just so you're paying attention. I think too, like cutting those daily expenses a little bit does help a lot. Cause it's easy to be like, oh, well, I always buy myself a coffee. I always go get this lunch or, oh, like I'm out, I'm at work. I might as well just go grab lunch or whatever. But if you're buying groceries and maybe like changing your coffee from a store-bought one to a home one, which we all know is not good, but <laughs> if you sacrifice it, it's like, it's still caffeine and maybe like you reach your goals a little bit faster. And that was kind of one of the mistakes I wanted to talk about. And Sienna, I'd love to hear like some of the things that you felt were mistakes that you made that you've learned from now, but that was kind of like my all or nothing mentality. Do I actually need this? But then also spending, you know, too much on eating out slash like random purchases. So in the sense of reflecting on if I see clothing that I want to buy, for instance, I'll maybe put it in my cart for a day or two. And then sometimes that urgency to spend money wears off. And I'm like, I don't really love this as much as I thought I did when I saw an Instagram ad for it. And so I'm glad that I just like kept it in the cart and didn't buy it right away. And then there's other times where I'm like, I, you know, do want that still after two days. And I thought about it and it wasn't just an impulse purchase. And I feel like that is a really important thing to do. Same with like going to buy coffee. I think it's bad if you do the all or nothing thing of, I go from buying coffee six days a week out to then buying zero, just reduce it to once or twice a week. And then you still feel like you're having that time, that treat if you can afford it, but you're just doing it less. And so then you're saving more and moving towards your goals. Yeah, I agree with the coffee thing for sure. I think in college, I obviously didn't have as many like real bills and like didn't really have to budget my finances as much. It was just kind of like, Oh, I have like my loan money for this. And then like, maybe my mom will give me like this much money that I can buy a coffee or, you know, get my groceries. So I think back then the Starbucks every day didn't really make a difference to me because it was like, oh, it's just $20 a week. But then I feel like also like working and buying Starbucks every day. I also feel like I was more tired. So then I feel like I was buying more Starbucks. And it just seemed like that actually was like a bigger bill than it was back then. Cause I feel like back then it was more like, oh, 
it's just like you're not really buying much anyway so like it's not really doing that much it's just 20 dollars. but now i feel like it leads to like more things too i'd go grab a starbucks but i'd also be like oh i'm already at target on my lunch break so now i'm gonna buy other things so i think like just like i just kind of lost the taste for coffee anyway midday which was nice but then i realized like how much of a difference that does kind of make on my bank account because i'm not just like grabbing random snacks with the coffee and just like spending more money during the week than like my allotted grocery amount. And I also think that's important too, um, making sure you're budgeting for groceries. Cause I like to just walk in the store and just like grab stuff and try new things, which is okay. But also then like, you're not actually paying attention to how much you're spending a week, especially if you go multiple times to just grab more random things and you'll just pick up more and more things with it. Um, which like, if you have a craving, you go grab the cereal or whatever that you want, great. But then also that also counts to like your big grocery shop of the week. It's not just like, oh, it's not my grocery day. So I'm just picking up random stuff and it doesn't count towards my like grocery budget for the week. So just paying attention to that more I think is important or like planning meals out for the week. So you know what you're going to eat, like you know what to buy so you're not wasting food. And then also what I was saying about like the credit card, the savings, I think those are all things that I've learned this year that are really more important than I thought they would be. I feel like we're coming out of college too and starting in the workforce at a really difficult time where everything is so expensive. Like, and I feel like everything that I do with friends, which I definitely could change this, is eating out, going and spending money to go do something, which again is not bad, but I feel like it's like just reducing the amount of times that you go and do that or trying to get more creative and being like, hey, I allotted this amount in my groceries. Why don't I invite someone over to eat dinner and I'll cook for us rather than Mm -hmm. making it a thing where I need to meet someone for lunch every day? Like obviously that doesn't work for everyone, but I feel like it's just good to be conscious of that. And same with what you were saying, Sienna, about like going to the grocery store multiple times a week and just picking up things. I can get in the habit of being like, I need a snack. And then I'm, you know, scrounging the aisles for like whatever. But I feel like order ahead on grocery apps. So I know that Walmart has order ahead, Target does. And if you're local to Texas, AGB does as well. And it's really helpful because like Target and Walmart, their ones are free for sure and there's no markup on any of the items it's like a completely free service and it really helps me stick to my budget more because i can say you know i only have 50 dollars to spend on whatever certain products i need from target and i can order them ahead instead of you know browsing the aisles and i'm like i should get this drink too and this candy and this snack Mm -hmm. and then it's also like i'm eating healthier too because i'm not just buying random stuff making meals and stuff too i think like in a relationship also it's so easy to be like okay like we're going on a date we're gonna spend money but then i think like deciding to like okay like we already bought groceries so like let's cook food at home and like do more things that aren't necessarily like a lot of money like maybe you do like one nice date a week and then the others you're just kind of like let's go for a walk let's go you know walk around a museum let's Go do something active so that way you're not just like constantly just spending money. And it's fun to cook together too. Like I think it makes it fun because you're like, oh, I'm not just making this random meal for myself. Like we're doing this together and it's like an activity rather than just cooking because you have to eat, you know? 
I feel like if you like to cook, it's fun. But if you don't, it probably isn't. Because I think too, like, I like to cook. So it's like fun even to like make a different meal to be like than like my usual. And I'd rather eat at home sometimes than go out to eat anyway. I have to convince myself to like it, admittedly. Like I do once I'm doing it. (laughs) But I have to like hype myself up. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like for me, it's like going out to eat is fun as an activity. But like, I don't want to eat the food. (laughs) See, I'm like just... I want it ready. I want just the food to exist and it all to be good. <laughs> that could just be my H. pylori speaking, though. Like, my constant You're tummy sensitive tummy. You know what, what's a yeah. safe food for you. Exactly. Like, if I eat at home, it means it's seasoned properly and my stomach won't hurt. So that, that's, that's a win. That's true, actually. And it's so much healthier. I was thinking about, like, just the amount of oil and extra calories. Not that I'm trying to be an almond mom, but... You just don't know what's in food that you're buying when you eat out. I mean, I guess you can look at the ingredients for some places, but it's like you don't know if there's something that, again, could be making your stomach hurt. It's just not worth it sometimes. Like, it's it's nice to be conscious of the food that you're eating. Because I eat out, like, every weekend with my boyfriend, but then I feel like Sunday I'm, like, on my deathbed. Yeah, exactly. Like, my stomach is just insanely painful. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, is it was it worth it when... I could have cooked, which again, I'm not saying not to treat yourself, but it is just something to be aware of. And these are all things that you can tell yourself to convince yourself to save money too. (laughs) The last thing that I have learned in the sense of mistakes that I made regarding money and finances was not leaving a job when I know I deserved more or not negotiating as much as I could have. And right now I love my job. I work at a great agency, no complaints about them or anything related to finances, but past jobs that I've had, I know I didn't negotiate my worth and I didn't leave the job right away when I figured out I wasn't being paid fairly and had brought it up with my employers and, you know, there are always weird circumstances, bad markets, et cetera. It may not always be in control. It doesn't, it's not as easy as going, pay me more money and them just paying you. But as a woman, I think we don't have enough of these conversations of knowing your worth and feeling confident to go into your boss and saying, I deserve market value if you're being paid under market value for your position. So that was just something like earlier on in my career. Thankfully, I've learned. Yeah, I think that's huge. Like negotiating a salary sounds so scary, but also like scarier is like not being able to afford your bills. So I think like definitely something that we all need to like learn or like be okay with doing. So I do think obviously they say like men are way more likely to negotiate their salaries. So I think like women need to for sure have that conversation and like maybe talk to different people about like, how did you do it? Like, so you're completely comfortable and you're not just blindsided or taken advantage of when you're trying to do that. Like instead of being like, oh, like I was wondering if I can maybe get, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes you play that like too nice, the non like. Like non-confrontational. Yeah, exactly. It's not worth it in the end if you feel like you're being taken advantage of, you know, and you don't want to feel like that when you're putting eight to 10 to 12 hours a day into a job you want to feel like you're being paid fairly. And if there's something 
that you can do. Again, it might be out of your control, but as long as you try your best to at least like voice in a respectful way that you think you deserve more, I think it's worth the conversation for sure. I think I kind of touched on this with ordering ahead with groceries, but Sienna, do you have like ways that you've been kind of reducing your expenses as like you're paying your own bills now, you're out of college, like as life gets more expensive and the cost of living is going up? Like this year I live with a roommate. I think that was really helpful because especially like our first year out of college, we both were kind of just like, we don't know what's happening with our careers. Like the market is interesting. Like we both weren't sure what this year was going to look like. So therefore like being in a contract for a high rent just didn't make sense. So we went with like the lowest rent possible with like the safest place possible as well. And it ended up working really well because we both changed careers and had moments of like, not really sure what we were doing next, but we always had like enough money to be here because we knew like ahead of time that it was like way lower and our savings would cover it no matter what. So I think just like planning ahead and knowing like, okay, maybe I can afford something bigger and better or nicer, but not like spending all of your money um, on your apartment if you can. I think it's really hard if you live in an area that is very expensive to live in and you don't have a roommate as well. And I think like getting a random roommate would be really stressful. So I think sometimes there's no option, but if there is an option, then I for sure would recommend living with a roommate, especially like if you went to college with somebody and you're both going towards the same area, that way you guys can kind of like go into real life together and kind of just like ease into it. That was literally on my list, like living in a safe, clean like habitable space, but like not seeking the top of the line luxury in your apartment. Like, I feel like social media, I don't know if you agree with me, but makes like apartments look so unrealistic. Like you see the girl with the floor to ceiling windows, high rise in New York. And it's like, you think that that is realistic for everyone, but it's like, I feel like you still can find a nice apartment, but maybe it's not the best stainless steel appliances and all the stuff but it's like it's clean and safe and still works and that's okay for your first apartment for sure i think too like people on social media are only going to post their apartment if they know that it's something that's like people are going to be like oh that's so beautiful like it's so insane but like just normal day-to-day people are not (laughs) posting like their apartments especially like your first year out of college because they just don't really look that aesthetically pleasing i saw this tiktok too that was saying like I was so excited to furnish like my first apartment, but then I realized the trash can is seventy dollars. Honestly, so I just never mind. Why is a stainless steel trash can with a pop up lid from Target sixty five dollars? I yeah, no. that's really just the epitome of like what. Yeah, like for my first apartment, I had just like a random plastic bin that was used as a trash can. Now that I'm mm-hmm. a couple years out of school and I'm living in like a house, I did spend the money. <laughs> on the $65 trash can, but I could not believe it. I was like, why? Why is this so expensive? Um, I feel like another thing about apartments is you sign a lease for a year, right? Well, if you stay in the same job and you don't get a raise or you don't switch jobs and make more money, they're probably going to raise your rent for the following year. And if you're planning on staying there, that's just something to keep in mind. Like if you can afford a $2,000 apartment now, I'm just throwing a number out there, be prepared that you're paycheck might not increase, but they could raise your rent to like $2,300, $2,500 next year. Mm -hmm. 
And that's just something to keep in mind. Maybe give yourself a buffer of a year of if they increase the rent, I'd still be able to afford this if I'm working at the job that I am now. That's really smart. I just thought about my electric bill. Um, It like really is something that makes me... (laughs) Starts crying about the yeah, electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> but like pay attention to your electric bill and how much like I feel like the whole electric to me, like electricity is fake. Like I have to say, like that's something where I'm like, no, because it doesn't make sense. You literally like set up your electric plan and then it works, first of all. <laughs> Second of all. And then also like the whole like wattage thing, like I was in charge of that for my apartment. And I was like, I don't understand this. I was like learning about the wattages or whatever. I didn't know how many like we used like kilowatts a month, right? So then we just like decided to just see the first month. And then I didn't realize too that like, if you're just like under like a thousand, then like if your plan is for like over a thousand, then like you're gonna be like losing, like you're gonna be spending way more money than if you use more electricity. So it's like you're not using enough. Like we weren't using enough electricity to get money back. So that's why our bill was so expensive. So then we changed our plan to being like a lower plan, right? So it was like use under a thousand. So we were like, great. So then like it was like cheaper for like two months and then summer came and now we're over a thousand. So I should have just kept the old plan because now again, it is so expensive. Like I'm like, I don't understand my home, like my parents' house, electric bills, half of mine in like a two person apartment. Yeah, that is crazy honestly our electric bill was like pretty realistic and then this unusually hot summer came and it was like 107 every day and so our ac just runs all the time and we literally keep it at 75 degrees in our house it's not like i'm trying to like crank it down to 68 and the bill is like crazy nothing none of my bills my loans you know my rent nothing stresses me out like this electric bill I'm so like, I don't want to really leave this apartment, but I'm so happy for this contract to end because I'm like, I'm going broke for my electric bill. No, it's, there's just no reason. It's just not worth it. I feel like another thing that I would say besides the apartment thing that you said as well, and just being like knowledgeable about your bills is just not being ashamed of like getting a side hustle or a second job. I was working a previous agency job and it just wasn't enough for me to realistically like live the lifestyle that I wanted. And so I started doing like freelance work on top of that. And it made it so much easier to be able to say, I can go on this trip or I can save for this. I can do that. And I feel like there's such a shame and a stigma, especially when you're in a corporate like nine to five about getting a second job. You know, if you're doing shift work, then it might be more plausible that you're getting picking up other shifts at another place but i feel like there's just like this weird stigma around it in the corporate world and i don't think it's a bad thing like maybe it's just the money that you use to get your nails done every week because that's a priority for you or you do want to buy the coffee every day and so doing a little like extra freelance job helps you feel okay to do that or do more without you know feeling guilty about your finances or like your goals i don't know i just feel like as everything is getting so much more expensive i think that's going to become a thing for a lot of people like i think a lot of people are going to start doing that for sure i think too like first year teachers a lot of people have said like they have to work at like the bar on the weekends or like do other things which 
I think like that can come across as like, oh, like the job isn't like sustaining your lifestyle or you're not making enough money. But also it could just be like some people's bills are higher and like they just or they just want more fun money. And like while you're young and you have energy to do it, it's like you should never be ashamed and making more money. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, a lot of jobs just are not keeping up with how expensive things are getting. I just think it's just going to become more of a thing because our salaries are not keeping up with how expensive bills are and rent is and life. And it's like, we're probably all going to have to be working second jobs. So don't be ashamed of it. If you have maybe a, like not a nine to five, if you're like you or a remote worker that kind of just does like contract stuff like I do, it's difficult too because it's like you might have a lot to do sometimes and not as much to do sometimes. So it's good to like have something else to do as well for those times when like you might not be as on schedule to like what you thought you would make this month because I think that can be really stressful too. And then you kind of have to save extra the month that you make more money because you don't really know like if you'll make the same amount next month. So that for me has been like helpful knowing like I have other things to do or like I've been continuously looking to for other things to do just to make sure like I am making as much as I possibly can while I have the time and also since I do have more of a flexible schedule like I have the time to do that so I might as well utilize it if I can but also the job market is very bad right now so because it's rough out there that is why one of my number one tips like I was saying before is the emergency cash expenses because you just never know and it it's scary I think too like not being afraid to like move home Mm -hmm. or like if it's a possibility for you if you're working in the area And if it's not like bad for your mental health, I think like that can always be beneficial even for a couple months, like save all of your money for a couple months. If your parents are also like wanting to buy groceries and stuff, like save all of your money. And then you have like such a higher cushion for when you go back into the world. It's kind of like a reset, which I feel like that's what I'm about to do is just like, it's like, I don't know. It's frustrating to like not have like a exact plan, but also like, I think going home resetting and like having like a bigger cushion for when I move out will also be like very beneficial which even if people need to do that for like years right it's like it's a small not small sacrifice but it's like a sacrifice you like make to then be like way more financially responsible and like also just have more freedom which I think too if you aren't worrying about rent then you can buy a little bit more of your like fun things and also save more money so if that's a possibility, I don't think it's like a bad thing, even though I think all of us are thinking like, all my friends don't live at home. And you know, like, in reality, a lot probably do. And then also like, a lot of people also have dual income households already, right? So like, they're able to afford more than somebody that's just one person with one salary. And then some people are still in school, like they're still paying for rent with loans too. So you can't really compare your life to anybody else's anyway. So whatever you need to do for your situation is just like what you need to do. Yeah, I think that's so true and not feeling shame about that. And again, just having a couple months to save your money and like get your priorities kind of straight, you're going to come out with a better head on your shoulders than you did to begin in the sense of like just having that cushion and then also being like, I don't have to, like my brain physically does not have to take up the mental capacity of worrying about rent 
your electric bill, you know, all that stuff. You can focus on other things. Like you're going to have more energy to put towards what do I really want to do in my career and in my life and like what's next. So it's nice to have that ability to like take a step back. And I think it's great. I think too, like in college, you get used to like, like constantly, like you get like a break in the summer, but then you're constantly rushed back into school and like all these things. And you don't really get a break to like, just like think about like your life. I think the whole time you're thinking about what am I going to do when I get out of here? But I don't think I ever like actually like stopped and was like, okay, really like, let's actually figure it out. Like, it's like, okay, I'll apply to this and I'll do this and I'll apply to grad school and I'll apply to jobs and we'll see what works. But I know like I'm moving straight into this other apartment and, you know, cause it's like, okay, like I will be making enough money to like do that. So I'll just do that. But then it's like, you don't stop to actually think about like, what do I want to do? What makes the most sense? How much money can I actually spend? You know, like research your electricity bills that I'm going to do. I'm literally going to spend too much. I'm going to just like literally making a spreadsheet for my electricity bill in the future. I'm just no, it's not but a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> those are all great points. I don't know. I think it's so, those are such important things. And like, you can either live your life in your 20s as things just happening to you which is not bad per se, but then it's also sometimes where it's like, what do I actually want to do? Like you said, and what do I want to pursue? What do I want to put my energy towards? And it sounds cheesy and cliche, but I think if you have the opportunity to have a couple months to figure that out and just have like the mental capacity to do that, it's it's a good thing. I was going to read um, some of the financial advice that people submitted. So I had a question box on my Instagram. It was just my personal Instagram, but if you want to follow us at she never shuts up pod, um, we'll put more question boxes and people can submit things. So I just asked basically like, what are your best financial tips? Um, slash what would you have told yourself, um, about finances in your early twenties? And I just thought I'd read some of the answers that people gave. Um, someone said consistency and discipline is the magic trick that will work no matter your income. And I feel like I'm becoming more disciplined, but I could be better always. The second one was earn 3% cash back in any category of your choice with, um, they said bank of America credit card. So you could select groceries, you could select gas eating out. Um, but if you have that cash back option, I know a lot of cards do that. Um, that's a great option. Someone said, make a $0 budget, like the thing I talked about before. And another person said, open a credit card and stay within 30% utilization, which I thought was super important because I just found out recently, if you spend too much of your credit, that can negatively affect your credit. 30% is just like 30% of like your credit limit. Yeah. And I didn't, this sounds dumb, but I did not know that was a thing until recently. I thought you have a limit for a reason. You might as well, let's say your limit's $1,000. If, like I said earlier, you have $1,000 in your debit account that you can afford to spend on your credit card. I'm like, why not use the max to hit your limit to get more credit? No, there's apparently a magic percentage that the credit card company mm -hmm. wants you to spend. It's usually like 25 to 30%. So that's always a good thing to check on because they were telling me I was using 52% of my credit one month instead of my typical 20% or whatever. And I was literally trying to do that to just like 
spend more because I thought it would help my credit, but apparently it doesn't. So that's really good to know. Yeah. I found that out recently. They were like, your credit score dropped whatever amount of points. And I was like, why? And that was the reason. Another one, someone said, live actually within your means and budgeting is key. Get comfortable with seeing your numbers regularly. I totally agree with that. Like I said, just having your eye on how you're actually spending your money is so important. A lot of people our age just kind of like, oh, like out of sight, out of mind, just swipe. But then in the end of the day, it's like it will catch up to you. So also I was thinking too, when it comes to like Amazon and stuff like that, just like not just like buying things because you're like, oh, that's a good deal or like, oh, that's cheap. I'm just going to buy it because that also adds up and it's not just like like a bunch of $20 things is just not much better than like $100 at once, which is the whole like girl money thing. I think. Honestly. <laughs> and just like capitalism <laughs> tricking us into thinking we need things. And that was another thing I was thinking about when I was kind of collecting my thoughts for this was there's this idea in our society that we like deserve things. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the basics like running water, health, things like that. I'm talking about when people will get in the attitude of being like, I deserve this top. And yes, it's always good Mm -hmm. to treat yourself. But I do think that's a very risky mindset to get into because you're going to start living beyond your means. Someone said, buy a nice used car in cash. No one cares what you drive. Invest the money. Totally agree with this. A car loan every month is so much freaking money. Someone else said, start a savings program early on, a 401k, Roth IRA. Those are great. I have a 401k with my company. If you can find a job where they'll match it, that's awesome. If you can't, just put in cash into a Roth IRA every month. You can put a maximum of $500. Um, The younger you start, the better. Don't get personal loans. No matter what situation, it's a scam. I would agree with that. Um, if you can absolutely help it to get a personal loan for something, I've heard those are just very risky. The last one someone said was, when you get your paycheck, set aside money for savings first, not last. That same $0 budget thing that I've been bringing back up. But I feel like these are all great tips. And I feel like the younger you start, the better it is. Yeah, I think just like researching a lot of different things. Because I think like this can be like a really difficult topic or like a frustrating one that you can just kind of blow off easily and like be like oh I don't understand it and then just like not pay attention right like not understanding even just like how to invest in things or like how to properly use a credit card like those things you should be like oh I'll just use my debit card but then it's not like benefiting you um in the long run I also saw this like app on TikTok that was I think it's called Alina I'm not sure but it was like this girl made it for specifically to teach like women like how to invest and like different things they can do with their money so i thought that was interesting as well so i think just get getting help in like those areas too if you want to kind of expand like your portfolio of what you're doing with your money i think we only have so much brain capacity for all these things that it's like if you can find an app like that or if you're able to have a financial advisor it only helps to have extra resources. That's why there's people that do that. That's why these apps exist is to like help you, not because, you know, because everyone can't be an expert in that kind of stuff. I feel like we can wrap it up there. Thanks for listening. Follow us 
at she never shuts up pod on instagram and tune in next week for another fun podcast um it won't be financial advice again so it'll be more exciting than this we hope you learned something yeah i know i did so me too thanks for listening guys bye bye